questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. There is a lot of confusion out there. The mainstream media wants you to exclusively connect to them for the answers. Are they telling us the truth? If our past serves as evidence, then you know the answer. I'm bringing tonight's special guest because of our experience working for the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA. Many people are contacting me with the following. Is it true that FEMA has more power than the President of the United States or Congress, and that it has the power to suspend laws, move entire populations, arrest and detain citizens without a warrant, and hold them without a trial? It can seize property, food supplies, transportation systems, and can suspend the Constitution? All 50 states and territories are currently under disaster declaration for the first time in U.S. history. When a state of emergency is declared, Executive Order 11921 allows the Federal Emergency Preparedness Agency to develop plans to establish control over mechanisms of production and distribution of energy sources, wages, salaries, credit, and the flow of money in U.S. financial institutions in any undefined national emergency. It also provides that when a state of emergency is declared by the president, Congress cannot review the action for six months. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. Tonight's special guest is Celeste Solem, who has worked as a contractor for Homeland Security and FEMA. Her training and activations include the infamous day of 9-11, flood and earthquake operations, mass casualty exercises, and numerous other operations. Celeste is the author of two books, Electromagnetic Radiation Protection Solutions and Seven Thunders Revealed. Celeste grew up in a military and governmental home with her father working for the Naval Warfare Center and later as Assistant Director for Public Lands and Natural Resources in both Washington State and California. Celeste also has training and expertise in small agricultural lobbying, integrative and functional medicine, asymmetrical and symmetrical warfare, and organic farming. Celeste joins us directly from Condon, Montana, and her website are shepherdshearts.life and patreon.com forward slash shepherdsheartfarm. They're both linked on our website. Hello, Celeste, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Celeste, a lot of fluid information out there every single day. Things change. A lot of people wondering who's telling the truth 
But one thing that I'm getting in the last few days, the past week, is this situation with FEMA and the fact that the president supposedly has delegated all the power to FEMA. Sounds like science fiction to me, but there's a law being quoted here. You are an expert. First of all, before you tell me about this, give us a little bit of your background. You worked for almost 20 years for FEMA. Tell me a little bit more about yourself and they will dive right in. Okay, so um, do you want me to tell you about what I did at FEMA? Yes. Okay, so basically... <clears throat> back in the day before 9-11, uh, you just kind of did a little bit of everything. And whatever disaster came up, everybody kind of pitched in their uh, talents. And we brainstormed and we would find solutions. And then things began to change the closer that you got to 9-11. And then it got very milita militarized, um, very structured, very comp compartmentalized. Um, and you knew that there Things were happening and something was about ready to happen. And we didn't know exactly at my level what that would be. But then we were we soon found out and it became obvious like the day after. Of course, everybody was in shock, you know, the day of 9-11 at work. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is that all the emergency managers and the right-hand man, men or women, uh, were back in New York City for an exercise. And so that left all the around the whole country um, deficient in the top two emergency managers all over the whole United States. And so, like, we had the counterterrorism person, and then my boss went with the governor, and then basically I did infrastructure checks, you know, checking bridges, dams, you know, all sorts of infrastructure, because we really, at that point, on 9-11 itself, did not know um, how extensive uh, this was. And But then we found out uh, the next day, I happened to look at some websites and there there were massive um, websites put up like the day after um, that were incur that were riding on the patriotism of Americans to volunteer for their country, which basically was going to be used by corporations as a slave labor force. And so that went up the day after things like the Patriot Act. Um, a month later, there was uh, the Bioterrorism Act of 2002. That's when it was passed, but it was formulated much earlier. So um, I did plans. That was kind of what I really enjoyed doing. But I've done everything from incident c command of, like I said, participating in exercises and doing all sorts of things. And when it comes to 9-11, let's just go back because it's this year will be 19. And that that the number 19 is everywhere this year. I don't know why, but this is the 19th anniversary coming up for 9-11. Obviously, the Patriot Act, the uh, all the other laws that have been enacted, and they were, as you said, formulated months before, if not years before, that event took place, which to me, something tells me that this is pre-planned. What is your take on 9-11? Absolutely, it was pre-planned. I mean, there's not a doubt about it. For what purpose? 
to change not only the American governmental structure and the fabric of the American society, but also the world. Because what happens in America does ripple out across the whole uh, globe. And the reason why I mentioned 9-11 is because life as we knew it was never the same. Now, when you go to the airport, some people might say, Mel, do you have a problem with that? Do you have a problem going through an x-ray machine? Do you have a problem with being frisked and your wife and your children? Well, I do in a way. And just like life was never the same and new laws were enacted, do you think that this event, let's call it March 11th, which is when the emergency was declared in the United States, do you think that there were laws that were formulated in preparation for this event? And do you think that we'll be operating some kind of a short of medical martial law, but they call it social distancing for the next few years until a supposedly a vaccine comes out. Do you think life as we knew it won't be the same after this second event? Absolutely. It's not going to be the same ever again. Um, and it's actually much bigger than the United States. It is global. Right. Um, if you go to the World Economic Forum under platforms, at the top, you can you can press the different platforms and see how extensive um, this operation is. And it all begins with COVID-19, as they call it. And they cha- they wanted to bring the world to a stop a standstill so they could inject global government. So it is not only the United States, but it is every country in the world. And the reason why I think that this they wanted in a long-term basis for a permanent global change, as you say it, is because back during the 9-11, a few days after, what were the first things that we heard from the president? Consume, consume, consume. Go out there and shop. Life is back to normal. In yes. this case, is the exact opposite. Stay yeah. home. Don't go out. So there's a big contrast here, almost as if they, this is the dawn. Some people call it the dawn of it, the age of Aquarius. Some people say it's the age of Taurus, but it's the dawn of something completely different than what we have left behind. Absolutely. I just got back from town. Um, I went to town for a few things this morning, and even I go once a week just to top off different things, and I was horrified. I mean, it was, there were not very many people, most businesses were closed, um, there, everybody had masks on. So they kind of looked, it, it was very dystopian because the people had masks on, but you know, at the same time, they're humanizing robots to look and be emotional. So the robots are getting more human and it's like, we're all these mass bandits, you know, and it, it, you just kind of got this sense that you were kind of dirty, like you're a dirty human. Uh, usually I pick up baby chicks and uh, this year everybody swooped in and got the baby chicks. But today there were a few baby chicks, but it was all barricaded off. You could not go near the baby chicks because uh, baby chicks are considered bad too. So it's not only humans, it's, it's anti-human it's anti-animal, and it's also anti-plant, believe it or not. So no baby chicks, no seats, I hear. No yes. animals. 
it's almost as if they're preparing to, they're just trying to find the word. They're trying to monopolize the food supply. No restaurants. They want to just people just to go directly to Walmart. And, you know, here in Arizona, a lot of people hike. When we hike, we walk, and we see the expressions on people's faces almost as if you're walking too close to them. But then these are open spaces, but then you go to Walmart and you get these lines where people are just stuck next to each other. It just really makes no sense. People at the beach, somebody who was surfing in California yesterday or Australia, I forgot where it was, came out immediately. Three police officers just took him. Yes. Yes. So what do you think this is going to be? Are they trying to, to monopolize industries? So they're basically changing. Um, they do not want, they need, are, have you heard of the United Nations Sustainable, Millennial Sustainable Goals? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, so basically there was building resistance on that, and there was a political discussion and things such as climate change, that type of thing. And they said, you know, we need an event to bring this discussion to an end. And we are going to bring this in um, by hook or by crook, as they would say in the old days. And so they picked COVID, um, an invisible enemy that you don't really know. Is it real? Is it perceived? Uh, nevertheless, it does the same thing and it will change every single fabric of society. For instance, there's this huge war on protein um, and your food. So what the United Nations has allowed, I warned my, um, my followers last August that it was the first year of famine the zero year of famine. And they kind of look, you know, they kind of like, what are you talking about? I can go to the grocery store. I can get anything I want, you know? So I, I mean, they listened to me, but I think they were a bit skeptical, but I was serious. I said, you need to start getting seeds. You need to start gardening. You need to get some supplies. And um, so I brought them to this United Nations report that was issued, I believe, last August. And basically, it said that you would be allowed 1.2 ounces of uh, laboratory protein or an insect protein, no meat, um, no dairy, no milk, um, a week. And that would be your protein allowance, your carbohydrate allowance, and that is no sugar at all, just carbohydrate, which is the equivalent of like three quarters of a granola bar every 21 days. And <clears throat> very soon, that's what we're going to be allowed, those two things. <clears throat> Sorry about that. That's okay. It's incredible because a lot of people have been talking about, even on this radio program, about Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. And people think this is just science fiction or we're just, you know, bringing this out from our magician's hat. But this is available everywhere. You can actually go to the United Nations website. I'm there right now. And I'm looking at it. Five, for example, five ways technology helps the UN meet its sustainability development goals. And I'm going to just tell you a few. No poverty goals. It sounds, at face value, sounds great, right? So is what Fidel Castro and, and the others promise their people. No poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, 
clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent working economic growth, innovation and infrastructure, sustainable communities, justice and strong institutions. This all sounds great, but in reality, is this really the way, Celeste? So basically what that is, is code. And you have to, just like the president is using code and the vice president is using code and the World Health Organization lady, I can't remember her name, is using code. Um, that also, those sustainable goals are, like when they talk about poverty and reduction of poverty, what they're talking about is getting rid of the poor people and then you won't have poverty. When Exactly. Instead of saying, they're not even saying wealth redistribution. They basically right. are saying we will be eliminating those who are not productive. And who are the non-productive in their eyes? The poor and the elderly. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. And there's another group. And that is why I left the agencies. Um, it is because there was... Um, they knew that this day was going to come and this operation was going to happen. And for anybody that did not believe in the ideology of the state, and that doesn't only mean if you're in the United States, if you're in another country, um, if you don't believe in the ideology of your state or the basically the global government, then you would be imprisoned for a short period of time if you were found to be re-educationable, um, they would do that probably if you were a young person, if you had a productive um, type of skill that they could use. But for most people, they really, we really are in a post-human era. So there's robotics, so they don't need this large workforce like during World War II. Um, and so if you were did not believe in the ideology of the state and you were not re-educationable, then you would be killed. And there are two different ways that they have deemed that that is humane. And one of those ways is by gassing. And we saw tremendous gassing operations uh, associated with COVID in China. I don't know if you saw some of those, but it was ghastly. Uh, but that is considered a humane way of killing people. Another way is decapitation. Let's dissect this one by one. And I'm so okay. glad I have you here, Celeste. You mentioned the poor. We mentioned the poor, the elderly. And I presume yes. you're, in, you're, you're saying that, that subversives, those subversives out there, but they have to be re-educationalized, if you want to use that term. Otherwise... Yes. No chance. So re-education camps, is that what you're implying? Yes. But that would only be for select people, like not everybody. If you were old, um, you would not qualify. And if you were young, you would not qualify. And the reason that they do not want young people is because there is a goal for two, by 2030, they want totally engineered humans. So these humans would not be um, uh, created the way they have in the past between a man and a woman. Um, they would be designed and engineered in a laboratory, and then they would be augmented and enhanced. 
and they want these to be the super soldiers with superpowers by 2050. So they really don't want any strength. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.